Let's face it, we as women are really good at coming up with all kinds of passion projects, side hustles, and things that we love to do outside of our normal life responsibilities because we're naturally creators. We're creative and innovative. And for a lot of us, that actually can bring this tension to our life of how to balance it all. That's like one of the most common phrases I hear from moms and questions I get is how do you balance it all? Well, today's uh, guest interview is Cherise Sauer, and she brings her coaching principles. She coaches six, seven, and eight-figure women on how to take the business success they've experienced and, and dial it down so that they can still find fulfillment in their daily life with their families, with rich relationships. And she brings those principles into this episode to help you, whether you're an entrepreneur, mompreneur, or a stay-at-home mom or a working mom, these principles will help all of us bring balance and live out of priority and value and doing the things that we love with the people that we love to make our lives more fulfilling. So don't go anywhere. Jump into this episode. It's a good one. Hi, you're listening to Java with Jen with your host, Jenna Lee Samuel. On this show, I bring the simplicity of hearing God's voice into everyday life in a no-nonsense, authentic, and super practical way. With coffee in hand and real life in our faces, let's do this. All right, you guys, thanks so much for coming back to another episode at Java with Jen. Today, my guest is a woman who inspires me by the way that she helps mompreneurs and entrepreneurs of six, seven, and eight-figure businesses uh, shift their businesses to walk in more balance and balance the hustle and have a really fulfilling life, even with everything that they're carrying. And so I don't want to say it all wrong, but let me just read to you a little bit about her experience. Uh, She's a business breakthrough coach, a retreat host, and a podcaster who uses her proprietary ramp up method to teach six, seven, and eight figure female entrepreneurs how to stop the hustle and scale their business with more peace, joy, freedom, fulfillment, and profit. Cherie uses a faith integrated mind body connection approach to help women find freedom from their past so they can show up as the moms, wives, and CEOs they know God has called them to be. Cherie hosts retreats around the country that allow female entrepreneurs the time and space to realign and prioritize so they can build a business that supports their dream life. Cherie and her husband of 16 years rode school their two boys who are 10 and 8 and live a life of freedom traveling the country in their home on wheels. Oh my goodness, she sounds like a wild adventure on two feet. So Cherie, thanks for coming on my show today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Absolutely. Okay. So you and I talked about how some of my listeners are entrepreneurs, mompreneurs, and some of them are not. Some of them maybe work full time. Some of them just stay at home with their kiddos and get to just kind of savor that season of life in that way. But no doubt all of us as women, because we're creators and we're, you know, we're creative just as a nature of being a woman. uh, We almost always have passion projects, you know, and things that we're working on, if nothing else, just a lot of responsibilities. And so I think some of the stuff that you bring, the principles that you bring to business leaders could help these women and my listeners in balancing their life. So why don't you share your story? Because I'm sure your story is integral to how you got here uh, and, and how you got to this place, how you figured out this was your niche. 
Yeah, absolutely. So my background, um, I was in sports medicine. So as an athletic trainer for 15 years, I have a master's degree in sports psychology. I was working a lot of nights and weekends, <clears throat> loved my job, uh, had my first baby, and I ended up traveling almost six weeks straight when he was about eight months old, missed his mm -hmm. teeth, his first like teething. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I just want to be home with my babies. So I took a leap of faith. I quit. Um, and I actually got rehired in a different position that was less travel, a little more normal schedule, um, had my second baby, but it was still, I was still working nights. I was still missing holidays, Halloween, you know, and, and things like that. And I was like, I just, I can't do this anymore. Like, I'm tired of being yelled at by coaches. I'm tired of somebody else controlling my schedule. I just want to be with my babies. Yeah. So again, took a leap of faith, had no idea what I was going to do or what we were going to do financially, but I was just like, I can't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, became a stay-at-home mom. I thought it was going to be cupcakes and rainbows. I thought dinner was going to be on the table by five and we were going to garden. And it was going to be this beautiful <laughs> life and my kids were going to behave because I was going to be around more. And it was not that at all. And I absolutely found myself at rock bottom. I hated it. Mm. I resented after four months. I just remember like crying. My husband was like, do you need to go back to work? And I was like, yes, 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 I do. Like, please, please send me back to work. Um, you know, I'm just naturally a high achiever. I'm used to accomplishing and checking things off my to-do list. And I had these toddlers who were crying and upset and I couldn't just check them off my list. And I didn't know really how to take care of myself in that season. Um, as a healthcare provider, we're really good at taking care of everybody else. Um, we're not great at taking care of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't know how to set boundaries. I had no intention in my life. I, a lot of the decisions I was making were based off of comparison and what other people were doing. And I just remember thinking like, man, if I could just be a mouse in somebody else's house, I wonder if they like, do they have these same struggles as a mom? Mm -hmm. Um, so I went back to work for about a year, worked two days a week. I loved that. I loved being able to just work a couple days a week and be with my kids. Like it was yeah. this perfect balance. And then that company downsized and I got let go, mm -hmm. but I wanted that flexibility. I wanted to be like, feel accomplished and do something, but also have the time and freedom that I wanted for my kids. Um, and that didn't exist in the athletic world. You couldn't, you couldn't find that in the traditional athletic training <clears throat> world. And so I decided to start my own business. Um, my husband had actually sent me like the Christy Wright podcast and that like got me kind of on the entrepreneurial journey. I had become a Norwex consultant, um, did that for about three years. And then I really started to feel called to encourage moms to take care of themselves because in that season, when I was a stay at home mom, I remember just like sitting down and just pleading to God, like, God, just like something has to change. I know you did not give me these kids for me to resent them, to resent my life, to hate being a mom. Like I hated it. I didn't. And I, I couldn't understand. I couldn't figure out how to get out of it. Um, and so during that, and I had always been like the pray on the go, right? I never had time to sit down and pray. And I would kind of do the like, you know, read through your Bible in a year kind of thing, but I didn't really understand how to like sit down and actually like hear from God. And so in that season, God really started to just show me ways to be intentional and to create my own values and stop comparing myself to what everybody else was doing. Mm. And I started to have conversations with other moms about my struggles of like, 
you know, just things that were really hard. And they were like, I'm, I'm the same way. Like I thought I was the only one. And I realized like, oh my goodness, this is like an actual problem. Here we are looking pretty. We got our makeup on, our hair is done. Our kids are dressed, our hair is done. We're all looking like we're perfect. And inside we're all struggling hard, right? Mm -hmm. And looking like we have, like we're all trying to keep it together. And so I decided to create a gift box, self-care gift box company. Um, and it was a products and services that were locally sourced um, and I really just wanted to encourage moms to take care of themselves. So I thought if I just put products and services in front of them, it gives them the permission. And then it, it was a bigger mission as well. Right. Yeah. Well, what I was finding after three years is I started to feel a little bit like just burnt out. I wasn't motivated to like, I wanted to grow the business, but I wasn't sure really like what to do. And I wasn't feeling completely fulfilled by it. And part of it was because I started it because I wanted to create transformation for, for moms. Mm -hmm. But what I was finding was they were not cashing in the gift cards or using a lot of the products and services. And I thought, why in the world? Like for me, it was a financial issue. Like I wanted to be able to go out and get a massage and a pedicure. Mm -hmm. season. I just didn't financially, we didn't have it. And so I thought if I can just provide this for other people, support local businesses along the way. Well, I found out it was a mindset as I started to talk to more people, it's the mom guilt that keeps them stuck from actually taking care of themselves to creating boundaries and those kind of things. Um, and so then I transitioned into coaching and I had kind of debated, like, do I want to do just self-care coaching for moms, life coaching, but I really love business. And so I decided at that time to merge um, helping mompreneurs specifically. So moms who were wanting to build a business but needed help juggling and balancing it all. Um, did that for a couple of years. And then just in the last um, eight months or so, God has really been working in my heart that I needed to reach more than just moms. I needed to reach women who were at six, seven, eight figures who from the outside, it looks like they have it all. It looks like they have it made. They figured it out, right? Inside their their not fulfilled. The money that they thought was going to fulfill them is not fulfilling them, right? Like money does not buy happiness. Money provides opportunities that bring us joy and happiness, but that joy and happiness ultimately have to be found internally. And that's what God really showed me through my journey and really my goal to help other people. Um, and so now I, um, I teach what's called the ramp up method, which is really to help entrepreneurs continue to be able to scale their business, mm -hmm. but to do it in a way that's really balanced and that is their business is not taking over their life. Their business is actually supporting and funding their life. Yeah, absolutely. That's so cool. And I love, I just want to call out because I feel like so many women would identify this and I feel like I identify with it as well is like the place of your greatest struggle became the birthplace of your greatest passion. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And, and how in the middle of your struggle, in the middle of you seeking the Lord, he gave you some guidance, gave you some instruction that led you into business. And, you know, had someone asked you maybe five years before that, would you ever be in business? Probably was like, eh, I'll work for the guy, you know? Um, but I just love how the Lord kind of birthed that out of something that you were struggling with. And so is there, do you see looking back, is there more ways and places where you see God's voice and hearing his voice on situations was pivotal to how things unfolded? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I've learned, especially now, a lot of what I teach, um, and my goal is really to get people 
in closer relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Like stopping, slowing down enough and being still to really hear like Holy Spirit, right? To really because we get stuck in our head and we we get stuck in the the world says we have to achieve. The world uh promotes achievement, right? When we when we're the star soccer player, when we get the straight A's, when we graduate college, when we get the degree, it's all about achievement, achievement, achievement. Yeah. But we forget to stop and and recognize like yes, achievement is great. Yes, God calls us to be creative, but not to the point where it's creating stress and havoc in our life. Mm-hmm. That is like there's there's a balance in everything, right? Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> um, and so when it be, when it when achievement becomes the focus, when achievement in some sense becomes a form of worship, right? Of like, I need this achievement to, for me to feel validated. I need this for me to feel worthy. I need people to like and comment on my social media for me to feel worthy. Mm -hmm. And in the last eight months, God really called me. Like I was just in this place of like, okay, I've been doing this for six years financially, this is not providing for my family consistently enough. We want to hit the road. My husband needs to be able to quit his job. Mm -hmm. And in that season, I was like, okay, God, I surrender. I surrender my business. I like, maybe this was all just for me to get a job and do something else. I don't know. Surrendered it, had this whole day of like literally just grieving. My kids were like, what's wrong, mom? And they're like, do you have to give up your business? I was like, I don't know. You know, it's like this whole like meltdown thing. And I remember in that uh, moment, I just asked God, okay, like, I want to keep, I love coaching, love it, right? Like, I don't want to stop coaching. So if I was working a full-time job and I still wanted to coach, what would I be charging? And God put like $5,000 into like my heart. And I was Mm -hmm. like, like $5,000 a month. Like, what is that? And so what that did was it exposed one, I was not feeling worthy of that. I didn't feel worthy of that. And it helped me to see that I needed to focus on a new target market, that he was calling me to a different, um, he was calling me to these people that were really struggling. Uh, they had the finances. It looks like they had it. It looks like they have it all figured out and all together, but like deep down they're they're struggling. They don't even know what joy and fun looks like because they've had their head down for so long. Yeah. Uh, and I think that happens in motherhood too, right? We get so focused on the, the tasks of the day that we forget mm-hmm. to just stop and, and like enjoy our kids and enjoy our life and what we're doing. It's not just a checklist to get through every single day. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, that, that exposed just a lot of, of God really like showing me that I was, I was looking anytime I created a program and somebody, you know, not enough people joined, it was always about, I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. I'm not worthy of this. I was all, I, I, he revealed to me that I was seeking my worthiness and my validation mm-hmm. from external factors instead of from him. Yeah. And so it had to be like, okay, like, no, I don't feel worthy of this, but you're saying I'm worthy of this. And so like, God, I need you. I need you to show me. I need you to help me. Like it, it was, you know, just that full like surrender of, I can't do this on my own. I don't have the strength to do it on my own. Yeah. I don't like this place that you're calling me to. I like, I don't even know what to do or how to get there. Yeah. And so from, you know, that point forward, it's been just this huge shift mm. um, in my business and, 
in, in the way that I'm able to make an impact um, on people. So that's amazing. Well, and I feel like that process that for you, it was clients and how to charge clients and, and that surfaced, you know, mentalities. I feel like for a lot of women that could be, you know, like, um, do you take the risk? Maybe you want to put your kid in private schooling, but it's a major investment and you feel like, oh, it's not even worth considering, you know, or, um, maybe you want to go for that job promotion at work, but you don't even feel qualified to apply. So you just bypass it and settle for something less, or now you're a single mom and you have to provide for your family. And so you're just going to be happy to have any job, even if it pays you $9 an hour, when you know, you need to make a lot more than that to make ends meet. And so like stepping outside of our comfort zone and what we feel like we're qualified for or worthy of, like you said, and recognizing like, like, the approach of going to the Lord, God, what should I be expecting? What can I ask for? Cause he knows our worth and mm-hmm. he's never going to have us undershoot what, what he says we're not entitled to, but you know what I mean? What we're worthy of. And mm-hmm. so I feel like that can, that can be so relevant to so many moms in so many different places. I just love that. So get into a little bit. You talked briefly before the call about these three principles or um, maybe elaborate on that. And I feel like it's a real place of practical application for my listeners. Yeah. So the way that I teach balance, first of all, like balance is not about perfection, whether, whether we're talking balance as a, as a stay at home mom balance as your work and your mom or balance as a minister, whatever balance looks like, right? Like just balance in general balance is never going to be perfect. So if you imagine a scale and I like to, I like to think of like an old time scale. And, and when you think of this, like think of one side is like your stressors and the other side is like rest, joy, fun. Mm-hmm. Right. So we ideally, we want to keep that, like we want to keep those kind of counterbalanced. Yeah. But what happens is when too much stress starts to come into your life, that's when we start to get out of balance. Mm. And that means like, Ooh, we're not having enough rest time. We're not having enough joy. We're not having enough fun. Like we have to even this out. And so it's all about awareness, but what I find and what I have found with working, whether it's working with moms, whether it's working with female entrepreneurs, whether it doesn't matter who it is, right is that a lot of times the stress and the overwhelm and the exhaustion, it gets so heavy because we're not in alignment with our personal values. Mm. For me, when I was a stay at home mom, I kept looking at like, um, (laughs) especially when I was, when I was first starting my business, I like, I like to like, think about this. My, we would go to the pumpkin patch and I would make sure that my kids were like cutely dressed and their hair was done. Right. So we could get the cute picture to post it on social media. Uh Well, it ended up being, it was a stressful process. Like the whole point of going to the pumpkin patch was for a family outing to have fun for it to be an experience. But I was making it about other people, right? Like if my kid's hair is not combed or they're not in dressed nice, I'm going to be judged. Mm -hmm. And so I had to start to realize like, is this frustration and this stress that I'm putting on myself and my kids worth it for a picture to post on social media so people can go on and like it and comment, right? (laughs) And so I realized like, wait a minute, do I value this? Do I really value like having this perfectly curated picture to post to social media? Or do I value the time and quality time and experience with my kids? Mm -hmm. And that was a really big shift for me. And I think for a lot of people, um, we, and like, if we talk about like a calendar, right? Mm -hmm. 
a lot of people are overwhelmed. And if you look at your calendar, um, and I walk my clients through this all the time, I ask like, what brings you stress? What brings you joy? What do you value? Like, what are the things that you want in your life? Okay, now let's look and compare this to your calendar. Is your calendar matching what you're saying that you value and what you prioritize? And usually the answer is no. And a lot of times it's because of people pleasing. We're saying mm-hmm. yes out of people pleasing, out of guilt, out of, I like to, I like to use the analogy of like volunteering for church. Should we volunteer for church? Does God call us to volunteer? Yes. But are you doing it because God is calling you to do it? Or are you doing it because you feel guilty for saying no, when you know, in this season, maybe it's not the right thing, right? Mm-hmm. All it might be a good thing. It might not be the best thing in this specific season. Yeah. And there's lots of analogies, but I like to use that because people do get stuck in the like, well, I should be doing this or I have to mm-hmm. be doing this. And that's where it gets really important to really just listen and stop and ask like, okay, what are my values? So getting in alignment with your values, understanding your energy, this is huge. Um, yeah. This is a huge piece of what I teach is your energy is your greatest asset. And so when you can understand what is stressing you out, what's overwhelming you, what's creating your exhaustion, then you can, and then you understand what brings me rest, what brings me joy, and you can offset and counterbalance, Mm. right? But you're not going to understand, you first have to understand those things, and then you have to understand what you value so you can manage your energy and know if somebody comes and asks me to volunteer or to do this thing or to be on the PTA or whatever it is. Uh Uh-huh. One, do I value this or am I doing it because I think somebody else is expecting me to do it? Right. 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 That's really important. Um, and then from there, like once you understand this is what I value, what are your priorities? Because what happens is moms, especially, um, we get caught up in the to-do list. We have 50 million things to do every day. Drop the kids off at sports, take them to school, volunteer for PTA, volunteer for church, do the dishes, do the laundry, right? There's the, the to-do lists are never ending. And so you get to the end of the day and it's like, oh, well, I'm a failure because I didn't get my 20 things done that I have on my list. Right. Um, and a lot of times those things are, again, not things you even want to be doing. They're things you feel like you should be doing based on somebody else's expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, so really working from priorities, not to-do lists. Mm-hmm. Um, when you when you look at a day, like you can only fit so much in a day, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times everything feels urgent. And yeah. so I really like people to brain dump, like write down everything that is on your to-do list, everything, and then go through and star the absolute things that need to be done, right? Like you're going to have your normal things, picking up the kids, dropping them up. Like those are your normals, right? Mm -hmm. But like, what are the things that you actually need to get done, right? Like is today laundry day? Does that actually need to get done? Or can it actually wait until tomorrow or the weekend? Uh, if this is a big one for mompreneurs too, or if you have a passion project or like even self-care, mm-hmm. right? A lot of times you're prioritizing that, oh, but the dishes have to be done and the house has to be clean. And so your self-care, your rest time, those things get pushed to the end because there's never time. And you hear people say that all the time. I don't yeah. have, time. it's like, you're never going to have time. You have to create the time. And that's how you do it is by understanding your values, your priorities, mm-hmm. managing your energy. And then really creating boundaries around that. So that's kind of like the third thing of what do I value? What am I saying my priority is? And then I'm going to create a boundary around that priority. Mm -hmm. Um, If I want to lose 10 pounds, that's just an easy example. 
well, I'm saying it's a priority, but am I actually doing things on a daily basis to get there or to feel healthier? I don't like losing weight. Like I'm all about like, how do I feel? And is it like, let, let's talk about health, not weight. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so if I'm saying that's a priority, but I'm not actually blocking time, I'm not creating a boundary around it, then what's really going on. And you'll find this, mm -hmm. that people keep breaking boundaries for themselves. They'll say, I want to go get a massage, or I want to um, have a night off by myself or with friends or whatever it is, but then there's so many things on their to-do list, right? They never end up getting it done. They never get to do it because they don't have time. Yeah. And so if you find that you're repetitively breaking boundaries, like new year's resolutions is a good one. Usually new year's resolutions are based off what you want to do. But again, they usually get pushed to the side because there's not enough time. Mm. Uh, and so if you find that you're repeatedly breaking the same boundary over and over, it's usually because there's some sort of limiting belief or um, past story, past experience. Um, so here's like a good example. Um, my mom used to like, she worked full time, but I remember her days off like walking in and smelling like her homemade spaghetti. Right. And that's like a really good memory for me. Uh -huh. So when it came time for me to make meals for my family, <laughs> uh oh, <laughs> I hate meal planning. Me I, too. Hate, <laughs> I hate it. Right. But I had this, I had this belief like, oh, but my kids aren't going to get that experience. My mom was a good mom because when I got home from school, she was making homemade spaghetti. So therefore I'm not a good mom. <laughs> Yeah, right. So it was, I was, I was trying to force myself into this box of, I have to make all the meals and I have to do all the meal prep. And that's what makes me a good mom mm -hmm. having snacks for my kids after school. Right. Yeah. Um, because that's what Pinterest says you should do. <laughs> Great. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. But again, like, is this really serving me and my family? Well, no, it's not because it's stressing the crap out of me and I hate it. And then I'm grumpy with everybody. Yeah. So uh, let's re-divert and look and like, mm -hmm. how can I outsource these meals? What can yeah. I do to take this off of my plate? Because it is my number one energy drainer and stressor. Yes. <laughs> uh, and when I recognize that and I'm like, oh, I, my my kids are getting fed one way or another. They really don't care whether or not I'm cooking it. They really don't. And yeah. it's best for them if I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's, you know, it's, it's things like that, that we, we get so caught up and stuck in the, what is everybody else doing? Or what do I think I should be doing based off of a past story and expectation yeah. that somebody else has? Oh, that's really good. So those three things that for what I hear from you is identifying your values because you mm -hmm. want to operate from a place of values, not obligations. Yes. And, and so values is the first one. Uh, the second one was priorities, not to do lists. Priorities, not to-do lists. And so your values feed your priorities, right? Yeah. And then from there, you build boundaries so that you can maintain those priorities. Yes. That's yep. good. Yeah, That's good. And I, I love that you called out the part where, you know, if you're constantly breaking boundaries, because I'm big on boundaries, boundaries like the discovery of having them and implementing them in certain relationships, especially literally changed my life. Um, yeah save my sanity and made me feel powerful in my life again. And yeah. so I feel like boundaries can't be underemphasized. Jesus had tons of boundaries, like, but you don't think of him as someone who's like, Oh, stay over there. I can't have you close, yeah. but boundaries don't have to look like you're saying no to everyone. Boundaries are simply lines we draw so we can maintain those things that are important. 
And, um, so I just love that. So let's go. I know that you had shared that you have, that you have a course or that you have a coaching program. So if any of my listeners now, you guys don't go anywhere and don't tune out because we have life hacks and she has a really great, some really great life hacks to share with you. But before we do that, I want to make sure you can learn how to connect with her. So if anyone is like, Hey, I need these tools that she has, like, um, what are some ways people can connect with you? Maybe in varying, say, maybe they're not ready to hire a full on coach. Do you have emails that you send out? Like what are the different options that you have available for people? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you can find me at Sheree Sour Coaching, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, and my website is coming. It's under construction right now. Um, the best way to connect with me for whatever is I love like voice memos through Instagram or Facebook. I just love to hear people's voices. Even if it's you, you just have a simple question or you're like, Hey, I loved this. And you know, I want to hear more and you're not necessarily ready to like sign up for coaching. That's totally fine. Um, reach out to me. I would love to connect. I just love connecting with people and helping. Like my heart is just really to help people. Um, and sorry to that. I feel like I, that, no, it did. I was just wondering like both how they can connect with you and like what offerings you have, but I will, I want to let everybody know that your name is a little unique for spelling. And so I'll put it in the description under the show so they can just click links and find you. But yeah. So what are the offerings? Maybe do you have like books besides your coaching? And so I do not have any books. Um, I used to have a PDF, um, called priorities over to-do lists. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mompreneur's guide to reducing overwhelm. I don't have that available right now. If you reach out to me um, and you want it, I'll send it to you, but there's nowhere I like, I can't send you for you to like download it anywhere. Right. Um, Cause all of my stuff is kind of transitioning. Um, but yeah, like just, just reach out to me okay. as far as offerings go. I have a retreat, but all of my stuff is really specific for um, entrepreneurs doesn't mean you couldn't come to a retreat. Like you mm-hmm. certainly could, but it's going to be geared very specifically to business owners who are at six, seven, eight figures. Um, but I do have an email. Um, I do have an email list. You can get on my email list. A lot of times I'll just talk about real life and how I incorporate a lot of this into my real life or, um, client stories, things like that. Um, I do post a lot on Instagram and Facebook. That's kind of my, that's kind of where my, my mini blog, if you will. And then I have a podcast as well called, oh, right. um, yes. Yeah, so that will, um, it was called the balanced mompreneur. So you can actually find it right now as that. Um, so definitely like go back and listen to those episodes. I talk a lot about this stuff. Um, it's, it's rebranding to the hustle, the harmony podcast, but it's, it's still going to be all the same, same information, same type of stuff, same type of content. Yeah. That you can apply to life, business, work, anything. Okay. That's awesome. Okay. So you guys don't go anywhere because now she's going to share some life hacks in just one second. Many of you have been so sweetly asking how you can help promote and support the podcast. And so I've thought about it and there are a couple ways that are super easy and super efficient. Firstly, sharing any posts that I make about an episode, rating and reviewing on social media and iTunes is huge. This is so simple and yet it really helps get the word out to more people and it actually helps me come up higher in iTunes search results so then people are able to find the podcast more easily. Secondly, you can financially support monthly through the Anchor app, which is where I'm hosted, or on Patreon. Just go to the Anchor app and hit support or you can give through Patreon as a monthly member. Just visit patreon.com slash Java with Jen. 
That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Java with Jen and sign up to be a monthly member at whichever amount that you prefer. Your donations help me to invest into new equipment, helps me send thank you gifts to interviewees, because I love to do that, and affords me the ability to continue to put my time back into my podcast so I can keep giving back to you. Now, some of you have already been doing this, and I am so grateful. Thank you so much, because when y'all do this, it encourages me so very much. So that again was share, rate, review on social media and iTunes, or give financially through Anchor, or Patreon. Okay, with all that said, thanks for listening and let's get back to the show. Oh, look how we're timing it so well. Okay. All right, Cherie. So give us your life hacks. What has saved your sanity? Yeah. Okay. So first of all, dry shampoo. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, my, I, I always like, I love hearing these like little tips on podcasts. Um, but seriously, like being able to go like an extra day without having to wash my hair because my hair is thick. And so it's a whole process, right? Of like washing, drying, flat ironing, like the whole, I can't just like blow dry my hair and it look, you know, cute. Right. Um, so um, I, I use uh, BB, it's like a powder, but it's not gross or like oily. It's like really soft and silky. You can actually just get it at like Ulta Beauty. So that's my like, probably like my number one life hack. Okay. Um, Number two, and I talked about this briefly is like, is, is doing priorities over to-do lists. This is mm-hmm. such a game changer, um, for anybody that's ever downloaded this freebie from me, but I'll break it down to you guys, for you guys just right here. Um, since it's not where you can access it, but literally just, you're going to brain dump everything at the beginning of the day, all the things that you feel like need to get done. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to put them in categories. So like the things you feel like you should do, those are like your dishes, your laundry, right. The things that you want to do, mm-hmm. which is or your self-care type items. Maybe you want to go for a walk. Maybe you want to take your kids swimming, go get ice cream, the things you want to do. And then the things that you absolutely need to do. So what are the, like the absolute, the, like the number one thing that absolutely has to get done today mm-hmm. outside of like your normal everyday schedule, right? Mm-hmm. Picking up the kids, dropping them off. Those, those things you're not going to include. Um, and then you're going to create like three to five priorities. And one of those needs to be something you want to do. Okay. So this is how you can start to, um, shift and start to recognize, like, I don't actually have to get all of this done today. It feels, mm-hmm. urgent. it all feels urgent. Cause it's all swirling around like little ping pong balls in your, in your, in your brain. Yep. Right. But it doesn't actually all have to get done. It's just feeling that way because you don't have it on paper. You can't see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's actually a whole like neuroscience thing to this, right? Like it, it, actually writing it down. Yeah. Um, and then creating three to five priorities. And then anything that's outside of that, that's where you're going to lift it to God, right? Mm-hmm. Like um, the things that you're worried about that maybe aren't like a tangible, like check off your list, um, or maybe they are, but you, you, you really don't know how to fix them. They're really outside of your control. Those are your things that you're like, okay, God, like, I can't control this. This isn't something I can handle right now or do right now. This is this, I surrender to you. Yeah. And, um, that's, that's my like little, you can literally do this on a daily basis. Um, and it will help you start to reorganize your calendar and your life in a way that you want to live it instead of the way somebody else tells you you should live it. That's so good. You guys, sometimes it's just the simplest tweaks and adjustments in our lives that can, 
make the biggest difference. Like seriously. I mean, it's the smallest little bad habits that can get us into a tight spot too. So, you know, taking on these little tiny suggestions and tips, they may seem minor, but that's the beauty of the beauty of it. It's minor and it would be easy to adapt into your lifestyle. And so that's amazing. Great life hacks. I totally thumbs up the dry shampoo thing. Definitely <laughs> rock some dry shampoo on some, on some days, but um, you guys, thank you, Cherie, so much for coming and being on my show. I can tell you're already just a wealth of knowledge. And I know that if there's any of my listeners that are feeling like they're struggling with balance and just want to enjoy their life again, I think you guys would draw a lot of benefit from connecting with Cherie. So again, go into the description beliefs beneath the show the show uh, episode, go into the show notes and I'll have her links and connections there. She invited you to come connect with her on Instagram. So if nothing else, send her a voicemail, say, I I heard your episode. It meant this to me. And so just so she knows someone was listening, I think that's always so encouraging. So you guys, otherwise, uh, make sure you come back next week, share this episode with a mom friend that you may have, or another female entrepreneur friend who you feel like would benefit from the content in this episode or connecting with Cherie. And uh, otherwise, make sure you stop by the merch store at Java with Jen Merch and get you some coffee or a mug or a sweatshirt for this fall season that's coming up. And you guys, I love you. We'll see you next week. Cherie, thanks again for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Uh huh. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. Listen. Let's stay connected. Come follow me on Instagram at Java with Jen, where you can follow the latest and say, hey, it's a really great way to stay in touch. Many of you have also asked how you can support the show. You can make donations through the Anchor app or on Patreon, or of course, by sharing, rating and reviewing on social media and iTunes as well. Your heartfelt feedback always reminds me why I do this. Also, don't miss our merch store where you can get super cool Java with Jen swag and coffee. Find it at javawithjenmerch.com. Until next time, remember, hearing God's voice is simple and he wants to be a part of your everyday life. See you next week.